Network, where God is first and praise is always in order. We are empowering, enlightening, and encouraging our listeners spiritually, mentally, and emotionally. Check us out every Friday, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. in the Gray Bowl, where you can hear Do What You Love with Amira, The Assist with Max, Mustard Seed with Nana, and your host, Kasha and Misty. Don't miss WLP Women of Power. On Fishbowl Radio Network.
Network.com. Jump in. FBRN.US. Hello, you've reached Fishbowl Radio International. Worldwide total infotainment for your ear hole. Talk, music, sports, comedy, politics, technology, health and fitness. Plus, spend the coolest two hours of your day in a soulful mix of smooth jazz and R&B with Tim Garrison. Get the latest hip-hop, celebrity news, and hot topics with host and president of Flavor TV, Skip Cheatham, and Skip Cheatham's Playground. Share the music, the memory, the industry knowledge of Grammy-nominated composer and co-writer of songs Slipping Into Darkness, Cisco Kid, Lowrider, and Why Can't We Be Friends? Why can't? We, <clears throat> yeah, I think I'll let him handle that. Howard Scott of the Howard Scott Show, and putting it all together, founder and owner of Fishbowl Radio Network, Dallas radio legend Sammy G. FBRN.US Fishbowl Radio Network. Jump in. Candy Yam's Kitchen, food you can feel. You can experience Southern and Creole classics from down-home gumbo, upscale shrimp and grits, and mouth-watering desserts from specialty pound cakes, pies, decadent peach cobbler, and an unforgettable banana pudding. Whether large or small, Candy Yam's Kitchen has everything to give your event a taste your guests will remember. Savory Southern cuisine, bold New Orleans flavors, united with an all-star presentation. You can be assured that you will be the talk of the town after booking them for your next party. You can reach us at 469-450-0027 or follow our journey on Facebook and Instagram at Candy Yam's Kitchen. That's K-A-N-D-I-Y-A-M-Z Kitchen. Again, give us a call at 469-450-0027 or like our Facebook and Instagram page at Candy Yam's Kitchen, spelled K-A-N-D-I-Y-A-M-Z Kitchen. Candy Yam's Kitchen, food you can feel. The Northside Jam is back for the 11th big year. This community outreach event with a message of hope is a day of fun for the whole family. We'll have free food, free bounce houses, and free prizes. Platinum recording artist Howard Scott will be performing live. His hits include Lowrider. Cisco Kid. And why can't we be friends? Dallas Fort Worth's best classic rock will also be performing live. The Northside Jam is happening Saturday, September 8th at 5 p.m. at Marine Park, located in Fort Worth's historic Northside at 303 Northwest 20th Street. Fishbowl Radio Network will also be broadcasting live. Don't miss the fun. We'll see you there. This is Carlos Guedes Harpies. I would like to see you guys this Saturday night at Sisikis at the Star, located at 6765 Winning Drive in Frisco. I'll be performing instrumental high-energy music at 6.30 until 9.30 p.m. Make your reservation today at 972-377-2276. Remember, Sisikis at the Star is a place to hang out on Saturday nights. For upcoming dates, look for me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. 
Introducing the Ferrero Rocher Cupcakes loaded with luscious layers of sweet goodness coated over dark chocolate cake made with the freshest and finest ingredients to make you say, holy cupcake. Voted top three cupcakes in the DFW area. Wondering where you can get these sweet chocolatey goodies? Where else but Lay Cupcake and Treats? Call us now, 682-999-8276. That's 682-999-8276. Or visit us on our Facebook and Instagram at Lay Cupcake and Treats, where we make life sweeter. FBRN dot US Fishbowl Radio Network Jump in Welcome to the Queen Seaver Show Tune in at 11, good laugh, good vibe That's the show, get smooth with Tim Get smooth with Tim They had you brought in like you popped a pill Once you hear the show, you ain't gonna want it to end Get creative with the sounds you can make with your mouth Reaching all over the world, Queen Seaver in the house Award-winning show, got the number one spot, look out It's the Queen Seaver Show 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 It's the Queen Seaver Show, look out and welcome to another terrific Tuesday on the Queen Sylvie Show. This is Smooth Tim. And we're going to get things started off with a little bit of comedy for y'all. So you sit back and enjoy it. We will be right back. I don't have much respect for cats. <laughs> I wanted a dog when I was a kid. I wanted to throw a frisbee to a dog and have the dog bring it back. A dog, my mom got me a cat instead. The cat was terrible at the frisbee game. Every time I thought he wouldn't catch it and bring it back, he would just attack my face. That was his main move. I think he hated frisbees. But yeah, I don't like cats because cats don't work, you know? Dogs work. They lead the blind. They find bombs. They work for the cops. Cop dog. They'd never be a cop cat. He'd be the worst cop on the force. Little cat box full of unsolved crimes. Angry police captain always looking for him. What the hell is that cat we got doing police work around here for some reason? He's working the Griffith Park murders and I want results. He's always in a brick room just staring out the window. That cat's always on a stakeout. My grandmother had a cat though, a, cat, a mean cat named James. But I have a very unusual grandmother, you guys. She's a, she's a former bodybuilder. She used to lift weights professionally. 76 years old and rips. It is gross. I'm like, Grandma, you look like one of the expendables. What are you trying to prove? It's like, boy, my body's a temple. I take care of it. Like a temple, it looks like a fortress that no man can enter. I used to call it grand muscles as a kid. She hated that. Boy, don't call me grand muscles. I'll rip your damn arms off. She could do it too. She was very strong. She couldn't cook very well. Everything she cooked tasted like muscles, which makes no sense. How's that, boy? It tastes like a bicep. I don't know what that means either. But she used to make these things called uh, muscle muffins with her own special concoction. Like, hey, eat these, boy. Make you go big and strong like your grandmother. Don't even sound right. Big and strong like my grandmother. No thanks. Sometimes she would pick me up from school. Literally come to school and pick me up like a bitch and carry me back home. It was so embarrassing. 
But she's uh she's getting up there in age though these days, guys. Her memory's not what it used to be. She got lost one night. Had to call me to come pick her up. She's like, come pick me up, baby. I don't know where I am. I said, Grand Muscles, where are you exactly? She's like, I don't know where I, I told you not to call me Grand Muscles, but uh I don't know exactly where I am, but I think I'm somewhere in the woods. I said, click. <laughs> nice try, Woods. Not falling for the old grandmother in the woods trick. All right, guys, that's my time. My name is Devin Clark. I do have a cat that's not a joke. It's reality. I feel like guys, it's you typically that don't like cats, right? That's a fair statement. Guys typically don't like cats. And I don't understand why you don't like cats, because you're exactly like a cat. I know we've been conditioned to think that men are like dogs and women are like cats, but this couldn't be further from the truth. Guys, you're like cats. You're aloof and emotionally unavailable. <laughs> women are exactly like dogs. We're exactly like dogs. We're like, hey, where are you going? 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 Where are you go? Can I go? Can I go? Can I go? Can I go? Can I? I'm going to wait right here. 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 I'm going to shoes. <laughs> See, guys, you're like cats. You're like, oh, you're home. Okay, uh, so this is what's going to happen. You're going to feed me. <laughs> then I'm going to stare out the window at nothing. <laughs> then I'm going to pass on the bathroom deal. Is that a deal? Women are like dogs. We clean up after ourselves, right, ladies? You ever seen a dog vomit? Eats that shit right back up. Usually does it in private. Vomits, eats it up. No evidence. You don't even know what's happened. Guys are like cats. You'll just puke anywhere and make a big fucking scene about it. You're like, oh, oh, oh. And then you're like, oh God, can you clean that up? It's so gross, I don't want to touch it. <laughs> Here comes the dog, I got it, I got it. <laughs> Girls are like dogs, we need to be groomed. Shampoo, condition, blow dry, fluffy. Guys are like cats, like what, I'm dirty? Am I dirty? <laughs> Let's go, I'm fucking ready. <laughs> oh, wow. Welcome back to the Queen Silly yeah. Show. And it is now my pleasure to introduce to you the world's sexiest granny, everyone's favorite comedian, Queen Sylvie. Yes, it is me, Queen Sylvie, and welcome to the Queen Sylvie Show, where we enjoy some laughter, great communication, conversation, and a little craziness from time to time. I'm very happy you're here on this Fishbowl Tuesday. It's a lovely day here in Arlington, Texas, as I look out the window and see the birds smiling. Yes, they are, as they fly by straight up. Now, without further ado, allow me to introduce my buddy pal and co-host of the year, Smooth Tim. Hey, Tim. Good morning, Queen, and how are you? <laughs> As always, supercalifragilistic. Expialidocious, yes. I suppose. Yes. It's 24-7, 365. Yes. Queen, you are simple. <laughs> amazing. Thank yes, you. You, you didn't know that, did you? <laughs> yes. She's amazing, but you know what else is amazing, Smooth Tim, is the amazing lineup of guests and announcements that we have, don't we? On today's Terrific Tuesday, Queen. We have a dog trainer, trainer for, with 20 plus years and numerous accolades, mm. Sarah Lowell. Sarah! <laughs> hey. We also have a certified feline training and behavior specialist. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that was quite possible. Uh, yes, it is. <laughs> Molly DeVos. Hello. Hey. <laughs> welcome, welcome. Thank Isn't that you. amazing? Mm -hmm. We gotta learn about cats and dogs. Oh, I heard yeah. jokes about. I'm I'm confused now. Being referred to a dog well, most of my life, and now. Well, you know, don't believe I everything. I should be like a cat because I'm aloof. Okay. Well, they're gonna tell you because they know if men is really kind of like 
ways of a cat or a dog. You know, sometimes I say elephant, skunk. You know, it depends. Well, yeah. It depends. You can come Donkey. Home. You call me something like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I was once married to a husband that I thought was like a mutt. <laughs> you figure it out. Oh, all right, Eva. Okay. But without further ado, um, you do have more announcements, do you? Absolutely. Coming up at the One Love Lounge, 2315 South Cooper Street here in Arlington, Texas. Saturday, August 11th, the Texas New Music Showcase featuring the Texas Modern Day Cowboys. Admission for that is $10, Queen. Mm. Also coming up Saturday, August 18th, Kiss Effect. That's going to be hosted by DJ Mike Kiss. Okay. And there's a special. Free Red Stripe beer before 11 p.m. <laughs> They're going to sell out. So mark now on your calendar. <laughs> right. I'm saying August 18th. <laughs> Free Red Stripe <laughs> beer before 11 p.m. Boy, I could drink a lot of beers uh, when the price some. is free. Well. I'm just saying. <laughs> 2315 South Cooper Street. I know some Arlington, folks in Texas. the hood that's lining up right now. Let me just tell you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Also, on August 25th, they're having a melodic mm. reflection, and that's an all-white affair, and that's going to be a $10 admission for that, too, Queen. It's going to be nice. One Love Lounge is the place to be. Seems to be having it going on every week. I enjoy myself every time I go. You know? Yeah, there's security. Guard, uh, your if you I I heard because I I don't really drink like that. <laughs> wink, wink. But uh, I heard that when you drink, if you drink too much, you can leave your vehicle uh, there. There have security, uh, and he will send you home in an Uber that he pays for. And there's video on the parking lot, so you don't have to worry about people coming up and Absolutely. messing with your stuff. Read the small print. I've always learned that to read the small print because if you don't come back at your car for the 24 hours, it's mine. Oh, that's right. They have to sign. <laughs> they have to sign the pink slip over there. Hey, no, I don't need no pink slip. Take that note. <laughs> <laughs> Just going to get it. But here, let me start off by welcoming my guests because they are both two beautiful queens, very talented, doing things, making a difference, not just for humans, but for our little, what would you call them? If you, they're, they're like humans to me. Buddies, because best friends, uh, um, best friends, buddies, pals, family. Our four-legged families. Our four-legged yeah. families. I would like to welcome these queens, and I'll start off by welcoming you, Molly. Molly DeVos. Thank did I say you. that correctly? You did. Well, welcome to the Queen Sylvie Show. Sitting next to her is the beautiful Sarah. Sarah, I want to welcome Sarah Lowell to the Queen Sylvie Show. Thanks for having me. Oh, I'm, I'm, I can't wait to find out some answers to things that I find very interesting. But what I'd like to do at this moment is I'd like to share some motivational words. Yeah, from the Queen Sylvie Show to you. Yes, it's true that without my spoiled pet, my wallet would be full. <laughs> it would. But my heart would be empty. You know, it takes nothing away from a human to be kind and loving to an animal. You know, some say the best therapist has fur and four legs. So maybe you should go out and adopt a pet, huh? I mean, what greater gift than the unconditional love of a cat or dog? You know, you should expire to be the person your pet thinks you are. Fool them. Try it. And enjoy life to the fullest. Take my dog Missy Boxer's advice. She says, live life like someone left the gate open, eh? And those are some motivational words. <laughs> Thank you. We have an audience here. You didn't know that, but just use your imagination. They are here today. 
pay them very well, right? That's right. <laughs> they are. But we are going to begin our conversation with the beautiful Molly Duvall. She is known as the Cat Whisperer. She is here as, I'm going to call uh, Sarah the Dog Whisperer, too. I mean, anyone who knows what they know, listen, Okay, they are here in studio. We would love to hear from you. You're more than welcome to call in, ask our guest a question, give a shout out. Smooth Tim is also here, or holler at a girl. The number to do it on is 214-556-6239. Again, I would like to welcome you to the Queen Sylvie Show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm going to say it again. Again, I would like to welcome you to the Queen Sylvie Show. <laughs> It's the audience. Owner of Cat Behavior Solutions, Reiki practitioner, certified feline training and behavior specialist, founder and president of MDVC Creative, a leader in marketing and business development, an accomplished artist known as the Cat Whisperer from Dallas, Texas. I introduce to you Molly DeVos. See, that's why I said I'm surprised you was awake today. You do so much great things. And I haven't just tipped the iceberg up. You know this, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're just, you're just amazing. Are you human, by the way? Aliens? (laughs) I've met some aliens and I'm like, how on earth are you still doing it? But passion. Very much. Very much. I I believe that you have a passion for what it is that you do. Mm -hmm. I have a passion for everything I do. Or I just don't do it. Well, you're very successful successful woman, a very talented woman, but you are the owner and uh, president, excuse me. Tell me about MDVC Creative, first of all, before we jump into the cats. Sure. That's my advertising agency, Design Studio. We're in our 30th year of business this year. You're over 30? Oh, my God. (laughs) That's hard to believe now, isn't it? Oh, my God. I guess they're for just over 21. Wait a minute. Next, you're going to say your grandma. (laughs) I started it when I was four. No. Oh, that's amazing. (laughs) She is so blessed. An amazing thing on the amazing show, (laughs) She is so blessed. But, yes, tell me more. So, it's it's been a very successful agency. You're multiple award winning. Yes, we are. We help businesses grow. And what I basically do is I take the proceeds from that company and invest it into my nonprofit, which is Cat Cat Behavior Solutions. Yes, yes. That is a great thing. Cats everywhere I saw. Everywhere. Isn't that great? (laughs) And they're well behaved. Always. So when you walk into one business, you are going to fall in love with the other business before you realize it because the cats is little sailors. (laughs) They, They actually greet you at the door and we'll do tricks for you. Ah, so Tabasco. Tabasco. Is one. And uh, who's the other one? We had Marmalade up until a couple days ago and he went to his forever home. And now we have a little three-legged kitten. A baby. A little tiny baby. Uh, Breaking her in. Mm -hmm. It's a girl. Little boy. A boy. Little boy. Breaking him in. Okay, okay. I saw that on the website. But Cat Solutions is a 501c3. Cat Behavior Solutions. Cat Behavior Solutions. Is a 501 So tell me a little bit about that there. Well, I volunteer at Dallas Animal Services a All lot. the time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing that I saw, I've been there about 10 years now, and the thing that I see most frequently are the owner-surrendered cats having the most problems. We have really good TNR programs for ferals. We have wonderful rescue groups that help us. But owner surrender cats come in, they're adults. Most people are looking for kittens when they come in to adopt. Mm -hmm. They're typically so shell-shocked about being in the shelter. They 
have behavioral issues. They're either shy, they're aggressive, they stop eating, things of that nature. Cats so, can be bullies too, though, right? Uh, somewhat, somewhat, okay, uh, somewhat. But I mean, they're mostly protecting themselves. It's all about fear. Their routine has changed. Their house is no longer there. Things don't smell alike. There's lots of other cats around. It's very, very, very stressful for them. Much more so than dogs, actually, because dogs are pack animals. Okay. So seeing this over the years, time and time again, <laughs> and these are the ones that have the most difficulty getting out, I wanted to do something to help cats from coming into the shelter in the first place. So I give behavior consults pro bono for anybody that comes referred through the shelter, and I get a lot of those. Wow. A lot. Mm-hmm. You have your hands full, actually. Even though it's a passion, still it's in a great demand. There's such a crisis going on with cats, you know, and the stray cats and things. So, you know, hats off to you. Thank you. For all that you're doing. You know, what, what must we know when it comes to understanding the nature of our cat because they're just like a, a tiger or they're, they're in that family right so their surroundings you you have to make your home inviting to that cat well exactly good question and okay. they're actually not descendants of tigers they're descendants of an African wild cat which is a little different because tigers actually do live That's together interesting. and African wild cats don't cats have no hierarchical system because they don't live in social context colonies in the uh-huh. wild. And our house cats have about a 96% DNA linkage to their African wildcat ancestors. So the most important thing is people come into the shelter all the time saying, I want to adopt a buddy for my cat. And I always ask them, what is your cat doing that makes you think it wants a buddy? <laughs> really, you probably just need to play with your that cat thing says, more. cat just bored with you, right? Because <laughs> it's going to create territorial issues. Wow. Okay, let me pause if I can, uh, Molly, and go to the lines and say, 419, welcome to the Queen Silly Show. State your name and where you're calling from. Yes, this is uh, Rod G. I'm calling from Toledo, Ohio, the Glass City, the 419. What's up, Rod G? What you got? I just want to give a shout-out to Queen Sylvie, and I want to give a shout-out to Smooth Tim. You guys are doing a fabulous job, and just keep up the great and wonderful work. Thank you very much. Thank you. We are talking. I have a question. Yeah, I have a question for Molly, and also I have a question for Sarah. Sarah in the studio? Oh, yes, she is. Yes, she is. She's sitting right here. Whom would you like first? We are talking to Molly. Um, yeah, the cat I, would like to, I would like to talk to Molly first. That's it. Molly, are you there? I'm here. What you got? Yes, Molly. I would, my question is, I have one question for you and one for Sarah, but my question for you is, Molly, is how do you keep your cat happy? What can you do to keep your cat happy? Oh, that's an hour-long answer. (laughs) (laughs) She says, get her book. (laughs) There's a lot of things you got to do to keep your cat happy. Litter box is probably one of the most important things because that's one of the most common calls I get is that cats are urinating outside their litter box. So litter boxes have to be attractive. And there's a long list. Keep them clean. Make sure they're big. Don't cover those litter boxes. Keep them in somewhat open areas. Use litter that sand-like in texture. Uh, mostly keep them clean. Have one more litter box than you do numbers of cats. So if you got three mm. cats, you need four litter boxes and wow. they need to be spread out around your home. Now, now wait a minute. Now, Molly, you said if you have four... If you That's have, interesting. If you have three cats, you got to have four litter boxes. Why four? 
You gotta have, because if you have a cat that's bullying the other cats or afraid that there's not enough resources to go around, they'll block the litter boxes. So they've got to be spread out. Everybody can kind of claim their own potty. <laughs> that's interesting. I did not know that. So you might have a so you might have a bully available, huh? <laughs> that's right. So that and nutrition. Nutrition's probably the second most important thing in what you yeah. feed your cat because cats need to have lots of hydration and people tend to put dry kibble down and just leave it out all the time to free feed. Right. And they really need to have at least 60% canned food to dry food yeah. so they can get enough right. hydration. Those will be the two most important things to make your cat happy. But then you got to play with it also. Yes. It needs entertainment. Yeah, they get bored. In the corner, huh? Right. Hey, that's, that's enough to get you going right there because I've learned something even in that. I did not know that. I have a question for Sarah. Sarah, are you available? I am. Get the mic Sarah, up. Over. I would like to ask you this question. Okay. Now, I've found and I've seen, but I want to know: Is it important to have treats? You know, when you train your dog to have treats. I believe it is. Um, I use positive reinforcement, so I use lots of food, lots of treats, and yes. we want to reward the dog for making the correct choices and for doing what we want and dogs do what works for them so if they do something and they get a treat for it uh, they're likely to do it again so yes I use lots of food and lots of treats so, I'm there are so many. Um, you can make your own treats. There are commercially available treats that you can buy that are healthy. There are a lot that aren't healthy also. Um, I tend to stay away from anything um, made or produced by a company that has a big advertising budget. Hmm. So you can probably imagine who I'm talking about. Um, because, the, you know, for them, it's all about the bottom dollar. It's not, you know, the bottom line. It's not about the health of the dog or the benefit to the dog. Exactly. Gotcha. How was that? I just want to say, I just want to say thank you guys. And uh, Molly and Sarah, I wish you continuous success. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Thank you, Raji. And may, and may God bless you. And Tim, Smooth Tim, and Queen Sylvie, thank you. And may you guys keep up the fabulous work that you're doing. You guys are doing an excellent job. Well, I thank you very much. Send the check to P.O. Box. I appreciate that, Raji. I appreciate you calling in today, and I want you to enjoy your terrific Tuesday. And I most definitely will. God bless. Thank you. Peace out. We are having a conversation with the Cat Whisperer, Molly DeVos, and you're more than welcome to call in. We also have Sarah. Can I just say Molly and Sarah? Yes, please. Okay, because because I'll, I'll twist over and say Molly. <laughs> so <laughs> we have uh, in studio Molly and Sarah. Smooth Tim is here as well. You're more than welcome to call in and ask anything right now while it's free <laughs> because you might see them at Kroger's and they'd be like, yeah, well, it was free at that time on the Queen's Little Show. Hit me up and schedule somebody but you're more than welcome to call in and ask anything about your loving cat or your loving dog or kitten or puppy perhaps because it starts there you know what i mean so molly is it is it easier to train a cat versus perhaps in your opinion a dog or a puppy kitten however you wish to um, address it i don't know that there's much difference in difficulty level but there's a difference in a psychological level from the species themselves okay because cats think they're training you Really? They do. They kind of are. They kind of are. Because, you know, once they get get mad at you, they do things. <laughs> and we train them very similarly. Treats. Oh. 
Okay. We, we use treats and we only reward positive behavior. Punishment doesn't work with cats because, again, there's no hierarchical system. Yes. So you're not establishing yourself as alpha cat. You're just scaring them and making a chasm in your relationship with them. So it's very important to reward positive behavior. There's lots of different things we do to lure them or target them or capture positive behavior that's already happening. And then we reward that positively and hope that that animal will continue to repeat that behavior. You know, you know I'm going to go off off the cat talk just for a minute. Mm. Girl talk between us girls. Are you guys married? I am. Married. Are you married? No. That is some good advice for married. I've been married three times. I swear, give them treats, man. Keep them happy. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Right? So like, true. you know what? You did that right. Here you go. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm serious. Mm. That's a word of advice from Queen Sylvia out here to you. <laughs> it works. works on children, too. <laughs> right. Right. You know, the right treats. Though. What's the difference between a man and a child? So, you know. mm, well, <laughs> well, you know. That's a whole different show. <laughs> right. <laughs> Tune in for part two <laughs> coming up. But, you know, I, I do. I find that interesting about the litter boxes. Like, that can be expensive, but it's worth it, especially when you look at the vet. Veterinarians are making some good money out here. I'm thinking the cleaning bills to get rid of that smell if you got one of them upset. Well, there's that true. There's, there's right. There are some really so good keep them happy. products. Yeah. yeah, but do keep them happy. Yeah, because yeah. it's not just that. But then they get destructive. So if they feel right. like they're having to protect their territory, they claw in the wild on trees and things to leave visual marks for other cats to say, "This is my zone." And there's also scent glands between their toes, yes. so they're scenting as they're clawing. Well, if they're doing that to your sofa, and that sofa is facing a picture window in your living room, it's very possible they're seeing other cats outside, and they're simply leaving marks to say, this is my territory in here. Is that like Don't a pheromone that they're releasing? Mm-hmm. Or is that yeah, it's like a scent gland between their toes. Hmm. So, so so, how would you approach, what's your approach for, for training uh, behavior problems in cats and kittens? Well, first you have to figure out what's going on, and, and sometimes that takes a while, especially in aggression cases. That's, that's the most difficult because they're very complicated. But usually you have to figure out what's the source of their... Is that during one visit, though? Uh, yeah. Yeah, really? that can usually be in one visit. Sometimes it can. I can do it over the phone, depending on exactly what's happening, and I can make some guesses. <laughs> but so I'm like, what did the cat tell you on the phone? He was like, <laughs> meow, 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 You know, but you know. That's it. She's not kidding. You're probably on call 24 hours or like... <laughs> That's cute. Oh boy. So, um, how do you get? Because see, I think it's different. Maybe not because you said some of the training is the same. But how do you get a cat to really come to you? How do you get a cat to come? You know, with a dog, maybe is it and come and certain one syllable words. Mm-hmm. With the cat, how do you you do train them that? Eventually, you do the same thing. You put a, a vocal response to it, but you initially start by maybe you have a toy with a bell or something you know the cat wants, and you shake it. And when the cat comes to you, you reward it with whatever that cat likes—a treat, a little scratch behind the ear, whatever it is. And then you step away and you do it again. And every time the cat does it, you keep rewarding it. And once the cat's kind of got the routine and goes, "Hey, look, I got her trained," I just run up to her. And then she gives me a treat. Then you put the vocal on it and you say, come, come, Tabasco. 
Tabasco come. Have to have patience. At my office, the cat's probably looking around, going, "Where is she? I'm coming." <laughs> <laughs> but I think patience. You know, if you're going to take on any pet, it is it is important to realize what you're doing because it's the same thing as bringing home a baby. Oh, you absolutely. Know, you have to take care and give that love and patience. On, in raising children alone, is you take some patience. Well, and 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 compassion because yes. you have to realize that they're not the same species. Yes. So you've got to walk a mile in their paws Absolutely. before you can really understand so tell what they're me, experiencing. So tell me for a cat, you know, you know, th- there's many ways to communicate. What is ways that cats communicate by sound or the bumping or the purring? Tell me some of the, the communicative ways that cats... Um, the most important ways that cats communicate is through scent. So when they rub their cheeks on you and on the corners of the doors and on everything, they actually have a pheromone in their cheeks, huh. an F3 pheromone that they're rubbing on things. We can't smell it. It's a little bit oily. Sometimes if they do it on a door sill, you can, you can see, see that it. build up. But they're scenting those things. Again, it's all about territory, mostly with a cat. So they're making everything smell in their place like them so that it's familiar. And if things get out of place scent-wise, it upsets their little apple carts. So How much upset? Because, like, what if you have to go somewhere, you know, and you have to put your cat in a cage and take them to your neighbors or somewhere, you know what I mean? And <clears throat> she may have said, don't let the cat out, but the little pure beautiful you let the cat out what would the cat do to retaliate is it is it it a form of retaliation because you've now taken the cat out of the home and took him down the street for for a little while right well you've put it in a new territory so it's going to not smell anything familiar in that territory and again they're not pack animals so a dog is usually a little happier am i right to go new places because it's other people and they're looking to establish relationships Cats are not looking to establish relationships. They like routine. They like predictability. They don't like change. So it's better to just leave the cat home. It's much better to leave the cat home and have someone come in and sit the cat than it would be to take the cat to another Out. place because mm-hmm. it's really uncomfortable. They make that their kingdom. They do. They make they that their do. kingdom. So you have this special skill, um, the Reiki. Yes. Tell Reiki, me about that. Reiki's a healing energy. Right. And so a lot of times animals in particular are very sensitive to healing arts, energy in particular, and Reiki is a is a hands-on healing energy. So if I'm in the shelter and I'm with a particularly stressed animal, a lot of times we'll apply Reiki energy. They have a chakra system just like people do, and their little chakras can get out of balance over emotional or physical traumas just like people do. And so rebalance balancing those chakras will cause them to calm down and in a lot of cases also help physical recoveries which is why I usually I usually foster the amputee cats the ones that have had big physical traumas hmm. because I can I can help that healing process move along faster again I say hats off to you because you're doing something definitely that I can't do and it's very beneficial um, on what you're doing heal me girl touch me heal me <laughs> heal me yeah, man. You know, like you said, the number one complaint, and then a lot of the questions that I got was dealing with that litter box and the litter box issue, peeing outside and peeing on the furniture. What are they trying to tell us? You may have already said that, but and what can we do to stop that? Once they pee on any spot of your furniture, you're done, right? 
No, not at all. There, there's a product that I use that works off of a, a positive ion system. It's actually made here in our local area. It's called Live P Free. And that will actually... <laughs> I like that. Live P-free. Live <laughs> Cat urine is, is negative ions, and so this applies a positive ion to that, and it neutralizes the odor and, and the urine. And so we use will that. Will it make a mat? Wow, science. No, no, no it has no <laughs> it has no odor to it at all. So you're you're right. When a cat urinates outside the litter box, one of the things first thing we have to do is eliminate the odors of where they've been so that they don't keep going there going, "Oh, this is where I'm supposed to go." Which typically they won't. You need to find out what's going on. It's either territorial, they're trying to guard their territory, the litter box is unattractive to them, and I don't mean that it has little ruffled skirts or anything, I mean, that it's, that it's appropriate to what they would be used to using in the wild, mm -hmm. or something has changed. There's been some trauma. You know, someone has left the household. You've brought another cat home, again, but that boils back to territorial issues. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So as long as the litter box is attractive, you're not having any threats to their territory, either by outside cats they can see, or by new cats you've brought in, or sometimes new people. Sometimes if I had a case where a girl has a boyfriend that starts coming over hmm. and the cat says, mm-mm. That's I, cutting this, my this attention. Is my territory. Yeah. And, and they can act out when people come in also. I think about my sister's two cats and she's had those for quite a few years and they do have completely different personalities but they seem to always get along. With each other, you mean? Yes. Oh, good. Yeah, but I understand now why they were like brats at my house because she could should have kept them at home. Yes. And me keeping them for the duration that we did. We had them for about a month while she moved. Yeah. Yeah. They they were just yeah. knuckleheads. And they peed and they they yeah yeah. So I didn't know. Yeah, they're just real confused. They're they're confused. try to play with them. Sometimes they do, and then sometimes they're like, "Leave me alone, lady," you know. But yeah, you taught me something today. Uh, yeah. So listen, tell me, is there because I have to get these questions in? I will. I will honor those questions. But is there anything that you want to add, or any upcoming events that you may have? Because I, I did read something. Uh, is it Jackson Galaxy or Galaxy Jackson? Mm, you're you're Jackson about to Galaxy. you're about to do something yep. pretty big. Yep, yep. I work with Jackson Galaxy's he's, he's nonprofit. A, he's like a cat guy. He's, he is. He's the cat daddy. Yeah. He's the cat daddy. He has the my cat from Hell show on Animal right. Planet. Right. Yeah. And he's a behavior. He's the king cat behaviorist. And I work with his nonprofit division called Cat Positive Pro. Right. And we work with shelters around the country and help train their staff how to how to teach the oh, cats well, that's cool. little tricks and things to help bring them out of their shells. So we work with the cats that have behavior problems. They're too shy. They're not getting any attention in the adoption room, that kind mm. of thing. They're not the outgoing ones. And we help those cats... Um, come to the front, get more confidence in the shelter through the program, and it's a it's a wonderful. That program. is so awesome. Mm -hmm. You know, I could see a spinoff. You know, his show is his show, but they can do the cat psychic or the cat, you know, <laughs> something. You know, get your own thing going because you know you he can be the cat daddy or cat king. But hey, give props where props is due. You got it going on too. <laughs> can I be the kitty princess? Yeah, heck yeah. <laughs> 
uh, heck yeah. But listen, before I do the questions, tell everybody how you can be followed on social media and contacted for services for Cat Behavior Solutions as well as MDVC Creations. Absolutely. You can follow me on Facebook at Cat Behavior Solutions. That's catbehaviorsolutions.org is the website. I have a great blog there where I post tips and tidbits almost daily for Cat Behavior Solutions. Mm -hmm. An MDVC Creative can be found at mdvccreative.com. Easy, right? <laughs> Easy. <laughs> you want to find uh, Molly DeVos, all you simply have to do is Google her. She is well known. You are actually turn the television on and be like, I, her, I know her. <laughs> you know, and that's what's up. So, Molly, let me um, read to you a question. The one that came this morning I thought was interesting, so I'll start off with that. Kim Russell is the name, and it's her mom. Um, so she says, My mom had three cats. Two were brothers from the same litter. The third cat was feral cat. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Feral cat rescued who adored one of the brothers. The brother she adored had to be put down unexpectedly June 28th. It appeared he had late stage stomach cancer. My mom wants to know how to tell if one or both of the remaining cats are grieving. And she says, by the way, my mom is still grieving over the loss of her cat. It was only 10 years old and her favorite out the three. Well, they they don't have emotions like we do. So what would happen is, again, you've had a change in routine. You've had a change in environment. Things, you know, they're used to having that animal around. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And now that animal's gone and they wonder They know the absence. Go. And they can also sense changes in our emotions. Not not probably as well as dogs can, but but they, they do because mm-hmm. they are connected with us. Mm-hmm. So watch for behaviors changing between the cats. If the cats start displaying some aggressive behaviors between one another, that's because they're confused and they don't really know what's going on with the unpredictability feeling of the environment. Right. And then you would separate the cats into separate environments and do a reintroduction. And there's detailed instructions on how to do that on my homepage of my mm-hmm. website. That's important. Mm-hmm. And then additional, you know, it's like um, it's like with people when you're when they are going through those changes and you're going through those changes. Right. She needs to interact more with those cats. Right. More prey play with toys and more time grooming and petting and, you know, just, just help. It helps both. It's right. It's probably going to help her more than the cats, but it'll go both ways. Important, important. I hope that helped her out very much. Pete W. Detroit, Michigan, asks, is catnip, catnip good for my cat? Sure. Only about 80% of cats actually respond to catnip, but it absolutely is great for them. It's enriching. They love what, it. What, it give them energy like? Mm-hmm. It gets them, they get all kind of lovey and stimulates their <laughs> little system. And if and if you have a cat that doesn't <laughs> respond to catnip, try silver vine. Uh. Silver vine's another plant that's similar to catnips. It's all organic as well. Right. And so some cats like it. So a lot of cats get burned out on catnip. They're like, eh, I used to love catnip. <laughs> <laughs> but been there, done that, and you can introduce some silver vine. This is the gateway drug. This is the gateway drug. Yeah, they like look. You got anything stronger now? <laughs> well, in fact, it's crazy. Say that. Silver vine. Wait, she carries it. 
I carry uh, the meow iguana on my website. I like that. Have you been in Denver? <laughs> no, wait, wait. That was that was important. You carry that on your website, right? I do. I Where do. you kept. So that's important. You guys log on and get that right there. So it is healthy. Mm-hmm. It's very healthy for your cats, and it's good for them to have stimulation and enrichment. They get bored. That's the that's one of the biggest well, that's problems. Right. It's because they stay inside mostly. Exactly. Um, so. yeah. All right, Tammy L. Jacksonville, Florida, asks, "Why does our cat Poochie prefer scratching my speakers instead of his scratch pad?" Hmm, that's a that's hard to answer without seeing the environment. But again, look at where the speakers are located, and make sure that there's no outside window that he's not trying to mark territory for cats yeah. he sees outside. And if that's not the case, he's telling you he likes vertical scratching. So if your scratch pad is horizontal, really? he's saying I like I like vertical surfaces. Could be the texture of it. But if you don't want him to do it anymore, get plastic carpet runners. You know the ones that have the little pointy nubs oh, on yeah, them yeah. and put the pointy nub side out and use like upholstery screws and screw that into the front of the speakers because they won't scratch on that plastic pointy material. They don't like the feel <laughs> of it cute. on their feet. <laughs> That's cute. You know how you have to baby proof your home. I guess this is cat proofing. Exactly. And you know, you, men- you mentioned twice about uh, keeping objects like uh, away from outside windows. They really get miffed if they see a cat out in their yard. Very. Wow. Very. They they don't really perceive that that cat's not going to come in and take over their territory. So they start perimeter, a lot of times they'll start perimeter urinating. I had a case of a guy wow. in a high-rise <laughs> that had high-rise windows like this you have here. And cat was peeing all along the perimeter. And he was about this high up. And I look <laughs> out the window and there's a dog park down there. Oh. Uh-huh. And so that... <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Melissa C. Dallas, Texas. We've introduced our second cat, Bitsy, to our home a month ago, and our first cat, Mork, has become aggressive and scratches at everyone that approaches him. What can I do? Again, go to my website, homepage, scroll down. There's step-by-step instructions on how to introduce cats. You can't just bring a cat home and dump it in your other cat's face and go, look, I got you a new buddy, because your cat's going to go, what? (laughs) (laughs) What did I do wrong? (laughs) (laughs) So be sure you follow those instructions, because, again, scent is very important to them. You've got to have plenty of resources. Don't feed them together. Feed them apart. Make sure they have their own litter boxes, they get their own time with you, and then slowly integrate them and scent swaps, what we call. So I oftentimes tell people to take take a pair of socks, take one sock and rub it on your cat's cheek, and take the other sock and rub it on the new cat's cheek, and put it in, in their spaces so that they can start getting used to the smells mm-hmm. of that other cat. That's, That's smart. the main thing. You're so smart. <laughs> that is pretty mm. good. I, I mean, I didn't know any of that. Brenda a arlington texas says is cat toilet training better than litter box and how do i teach bendy to use the toilet (laughs) there are systems out there to teach your cat to use the toilet there absolutely are they make these little plastic litter 
things that sit down in the toilet. I did that once with a kitten and it worked really good until he grew to be about 18 pounds and he would go to poop on the toilet but his butt wasn't in the hole because he was so big and he would always go on the <laughs> rim of the toilet. And so... Uh, <laughs> must have been a man can. <laughs> right. You know we are. <laughs> Untraining are him was harder than training him. <laughs> wow. But they really do use the you toilet. You can. You absolutely can. I've never saw Now, teaching them to flush is a whole different story. Wow. <laughs> but you have to leave litter stuff in there, you say? To begin with. Oh, to begin, to begin with. You have like a little litter tray that fits uh, in between your toilet seat <laughs> and the toilet. And, but it, it's absolutely doable. <laughs> I've done it. Wow. Wanda S. Baton Rouge, Louisiana. All my female friends are safe around Twinkle, female domestic. Um, not the same with men. Any secrets for men bonding with Twinkle? Same kind of thing you do with the new cat. You need to scent the man with the cat. So. Well, that's terrible. If she goes through men, you like, wow, you got your work cut out. <laughs> so maybe, maybe you know, if you want to take the time, man coming over, takes off his t-shirt or something, you rub it on the cat, and so then the cat smells like it. It also could be that that cat, don't know the cat's history, but if the cat's had a traumatic experience with a male, obviously you can't brainwash it, and I haven't figured out how hypnotherapy works on cats yet. Right. But, but it could be that, you know, they have long memories. So if cats have a traumatic experience, sometimes it'll stay with them a lifetime. And the other thing is, really important thing, especially for fosters, if you're fostering a solo kitten, and that kitten is with one person only, kittens have about a 3 to 12 week window. And whatever they're not exposed to in that period, they'll be afraid of as adults. Really? So we make sure, it's one of the reasons we foster in our office. We have all kinds of different people in and out and with hats and beards so and men and women and children and all kinds of stuff around and we make sure that everybody handles them. What's that so window that period? To three, to, three 12 to 12 weeks. weeks. Three to 12 weeks. Mm -hmm. And That's then beyond that, if you know, because I've seen solo kittens raised by one woman and they've never seen a man, they've never seen children and then they, they become adult cats and they're like, whoa, what is that? Yeah, yeah. Then they call you. Then they call me. <laughs> You're the girl. <laughs> You're the one to call. I really appreciate you coming on the show, enlightening me, and I hope that, <clears throat> excuse me, you are enlightened as well. This was your opportunity, and I hope you learned something from it. Molly, you you uh, tell, is it Jackson Galaxy? Yes. To give me a call, I got to tell him a little something, something, because I really appreciate you being on the show, and I can see you. Are you, are you, do you have any books or movies or documentaries, maybe? No. You ever thought about doing a documentary? I'm, I'm, you kind of sort of just did right now, and then you taught me something along the way. A book would be nice. Too. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay, I'll get right on that. She'd be so busy. Time. Yeah, right. While you on the toilet, you're writing, right? and because she sounds busy. like you got a lot of it published already on your website. I so. do. I do have a lot on the put website. Put that in the book for it. Mm -hmm. Put it up on Amazon and ching ching. Cat Whisper, yes. Molly DeVos. I appreciate you being on the show. Thank you. Stick appreciate around. You. You're welcome. This is Troy from Wanda's Wig and Weavy Corium, and we love the Queen Sylvie Show. So come on down and get your hair done so that all your peoples are going to say, Ooh, girl, where'd you get that hair done? Mm-hmm. And don't forget, tune into the Queen Sylvie Show now. This is Troy. Bye.
Hey, this is Rocky Atlas, the last official lead guitarist with John Mayall and the Blues Breakers, here to say you are listening to the Queen Sylvie Radio Show. Keep rocking the blues.
We are so having a good time here on this terrific Tuesday, the Queen Sylvie Show on Fishbowl Radio Network. We were enjoying ourselves. I was taking notes and learned some things. I'm not saying I learned some things where I want to go and adopt a cat, but I think you should. And you've learned some things. And anything that you didn't learn or want to know, you need to contact Molly and cats are not pack animals, however dogs are. That was interesting. I had no idea that they didn't like that type of a uh, pack environment. But I always related them to when you watch uh, Animal Kingdom and this other stuff, lions, and then they had right. the pride. Now what they had. Yeah. So obviously cats don't fall into that category. No, but you know, nevertheless, we all need love. And if you don't have patience and this is not for you, then don't do it because, you know, being cruel to animals is not cool and all animals need love just like we do. Smooth. Absolutely. I just wanted to hear that. What am I again? I forgot. Amazing. <laughs> just wanted to check and see. Yeah. You know, do I, I get a that. treat now? Yes, he does, yeah. girl. He, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Here you go, baby. <laughs> that is what's up. We Works enjoy. for me. That's all right. That's all right. Is there um, anything else that you want to say? I do have a minute or so. If there's anything you, you left out to tell me, like a do or a don't for someone who owns a cat. What is a do or a don't? And or a don't. Well, like we were like, talking about. It, like, don't throw it. Let me ask you this. I'm sorry. Uh, go ahead. You know how they say cats have nine lives? Mm-hmm. Is that true? Well, no, not exactly. Okay. <laughs> Some people throw the cat. Is that cool to throw your cat just because they're going to no. automatically land no. most times on their fours? No. No, that's not fun for the cat. Right. That's scary for the cat. I think so, too. Yeah. There's a do. There's one for me, and I'm, I'm not even uh, registered, certified, anything, but I knew that that's not true. I've seen yeah. a neighbor do that, and I'm thinking, why? Why you even have animals? Yeah, that is no. so cool. You're taking out something on those cats. Yeah, don't don't throw them. Don't yell at them. Certainly don't hit them. None of that is effective at all. Right. Um, no, they they react to positive reinforcement. You know, they you you show them what they've done well, and they're going to repeat that behavior. But you can't beat them into submission. That's, right. That's, you can't do that really effectively to any animal. All you're doing is eroding your relationship with them. You know what I've always found? Somebody that puts that type of behavior on top of an animal, they'll take it to the next step. Absolutely. So right. you see somebody abusing an animal, report them because you might be saving somebody down the line. Well, not only that, but it's, well, that's it's, true too, it's a too. felony offense. Animal cruelty is a felony oh, offense. Okay. So, Well, if they didn't know that now, ha, you know now. There it is. Get yourself together. That's right. That's right. <laughs> hey, you know, we're going to get our commercial break on and we're going to come back and I'm going to bark. I'm gonna bark him. I told my dog I was gonna do it in honor for her. I'm like, I would bro- I would have brought her actually if they would have allowed it. You would have both fell in love with old actress oh, Missy. Missy, yeah, she has her own Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Seriously, really? the Facebook page landed her into a Doritos commercial. A commercial gig, really? yeah, yes. yeah. She used to at first people would send in messages or anything that they want to see her balanced on her head because she was a show off. So she would do eggs, pop tarts, coffee, it, shoe. It didn't matter. She'd do it. She'd do it right there. I got to get these commercial breaks on, so they're gonna have to wait. And I'll get that caller in <clears throat> once we come back because we're going to get our bark on and we're going to learn and enjoy some things about the wonderful dogs and puppies from Sarah Law Dog Training LLC. Stay tuned. But guess what? You're listening to the Queen Sylvie Show on Fishbowl Radio Network. My name is Troy Napoleon Brown, and I'm the host 
of Thy Kingdom Come airing every Saturday from 3 to 5 p.m. Will you join me for the fellowship in the good news of the gospel, traditional gospel music talk, and much more. Thy Kingdom Come 3 to 5 p.m. in the Grey Bowl on Fishbowl Radio Network. You're probably holding your smartphone or tablet right now. So simply go to your app store, search Fishbowl Radio Network, and download the new app for free. Then bam, continue listening to the hottest content from sports, music, entertainment, talk radio, and gospel. The Fishbowl Radio Network app, available free. Download it now. Candy Yam's Kitchen, food you can feel. You can experience Southern and Creole classics from down-home gumbo, upscale shrimp and grits, and mouth-watering desserts from specialty pound cakes, pies, decadent peach cobbler, and an unforgettable banana pudding. Whether large or small, Candy Yam's Kitchen has everything to give your event a taste your guests will remember. Savory Southern cuisine, bold New Orleans flavors, united with an all-star presentation. You can be assured that you will be the talk of the town after booking them for your next party. You can reach us at 469-450-0027 or follow our journey on Facebook and Instagram at Candy Yam's Kitchen. That's K-A-N-D-I-Y-A-M-Z Kitchen. Again, give us a call at 469-450-0027 or like our Facebook and Instagram page at Candy Yam's Kitchen, spelled K-A-N-D-I-Y-A-M-Z Kitchen. Candy Yam's Kitchen, food you can feel. Congratulations from Velvet Oasis Events, wedding and event planning. What a great time for us to get acquainted and determine what style, design, and package will work for your upcoming wedding, gala, social, or anniversary event. We specialize in helping people have a better event experience. Velvet Oasis Events customize your event design with your vision in mind. From beginning to end, we're there to assist. So for that wow experience, you won't forget, remember Velvet Oasis Events. To get more details, go to velvetoasisevent.com velvetoasisevent.com or call 817-500-1579 Have you been looking for a fine Caribbean cuisine and a laid-back West Indian atmosphere? One Love Lounge, 2315 South Cooper Street, Arlington, Texas, offers an extensive and delicious variety of Caribbean cuisine. Dine in, carry out, utilize their Uber Eats service or Grubhub service. Featuring DJs, live music, and hosting special events. Find it all at One Love Lounge. Call Billy today at 682-323-4950 or follow them on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. One love, one passion, one place. The One Love Lounge. The Northside Jam is back for the 11th big year. This community outreach event with a message of hope is a day of fun for the whole family. We'll have free food, free bounce houses, and free prizes. Platinum recording artist Howard Scott will be performing live. His hits include Lowrider. Cisco Kid. Why can't we be friends? Why can't we be friends? Why can't we be friends? 
Baltimore, Dallas, Fort Worth's best classic rock will also be performing live. The Northside Jam is happening Saturday, September 8th at 5 p.m. at Marine Park, located in Fort Worth's historic Northside at 303 Northwest 20th Street. Fishbowl Radio Network will also be broadcasting live. Don't miss the fun. We'll see you there. Fishbowl Radio Network. Your voice matters. Jump in. Yes, we are back here on this terrific Tuesday, Fishbowl Radio Network, the Queen Silver Show. We are having ourselves a great time with the Cat Whisperer and Sarah Lull Dog Training LLC in the house teaching us some things. And we're going to continue learning, laughing, and enjoying a great conversation here on the Queen Silver Show. Let me pause before I get into uh, my conversation with Sarah and go to the lines and say 204. Is that 204? 214. I'm sorry. Welcome to the Queen Silver Show. State your name for me and where you're calling from? Yes, this is Kathy Case. I'm calling from Richardson, Texas. How are you today? I'm fine, and how are you? <laughs> you ask. I am super califragilistic. XP Evolution. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> that's that's the only part of the song I know. So <laughs> I just I just say I I'm. Oh, thing for you. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, break it down, break it down. <laughs> but listen, we we are about to begin our conversation with Sarah Law. I am under the assumption that you have a question or a matter that you'd like to um, share. I do. Um, I have a puppy I adopted back in February, and due to a lot of extreme health issues, she's really late on her training, and she's pretty good about most things when it's just she and I, but if there's anybody else around, she gets easily distracted. She doesn't pay any attention to me. She's got a bad habit of jumping on people. She thinks everybody should love her like I do. <laughs> <laughs> she jumps on everybody and licks them and hugs their legs. Um, is there anything, she's seven months old now, is there anything you could recommend to me to um, help her or help me <laughs> with this. <laughs> Hi, Kathy. Um, yes, there are lots of things that you can do. Um, I would start by maybe teaching her to sit and because if she's sitting, she can't jump up, right? And mm. so you reward very heavily for sitting and then when she gets into a situation where you know that she might want to jump up, you ask her to sit and then you reward her. Um, it will take some practice. I apologize, but her health issue, the way I first recognized her health problem was I took her to a training class that they believed in doing the clicker and the reward thing. Excellent. And it threw her sugar levels way up and she went into seizures. Wow. And that's how we discovered that she had a liver shunt, which led to a whole lot, well, a lot of money in in tests and specialists and finally surgery. So um, I can't I can't do the the treat thing. I'm sorry. I should have maybe said that in my question. That's all right. Um, can't do the treat reward thing. Is there another kind of reward system rather than food? Because <laughs> she has to be on um, a very low protein diet. Um, Mm. Okay. I have a couple of ideas, yes. What um, are you feeding her? Is it a dry food or a moist food? 
I, she is on the Royal Canaan Hepatic Diet, um, and she gets both. Uh, I mix the canned in with the dry kibble. Okay. So there's nothing... And I do that three times a day to kind of keep her sugar level okay. regular. Okay. So if you were able to provide training sessions throughout the day um, so that you could keep her sugar levels balanced, there's nothing that says you have to put her food in a bowl and give it to her at mealtimes, mm. right? Ah. So you could use her food ah. as training treats. There you go. Yeah. Yes. Now, if your if your dog enjoys playing, you can also use toys as a reward. But I find that when you're teaching, um, when you're starting a new behavior, it's easier to to reward with food. Um, you don't want a lot of yeah. motion, a lot of activity, you know, a lot of. Um, movement when you're teaching a sit obviously mm -hmm. so with food you can reward the dog for sitting in place and you get a more accurate solid behavior awesome thank you so i would try that i appreciate it you're welcome. i appreciate your having me did that help you out you're very welcome did that help you out it did well it good did. good good i'm glad and i appreciate you calling in today thank you thank you have a good day you too. All right. Bye. Thank you. Oh, you guys are like another so problem great. solved. I know. It is simply amazing. amazing. I know. It's just an amazing day. <laughs> it is an amazing day. You know, before I begin my um, my conversation with uh, Sarah, we're going to kind of like break the ice. Maybe it's for me. Who knows? But it's a game that I do called Sylvia Mid, and it's called Sylvia Mid because I said so. And and what it is is just words on a card and you're going to describe what words is on the card without saying the words on a card kind of like pyramid they said but it's sylvia mid on tuesday here it's sylvia mid so what i did was i tried to make it really easy just simply put words related to a dog words related to a cat and we're going to switch it you're going to describe uh she's going to describe for you uh dog words dog yeah and, and then we're going to switch it up piece of cake smooth or hold the words because you guys are sitting so close together and we will begin with sarah describing the words to molly so okay. that one they're piece of cake trust me it really is so sarah's <laughs> going to look at the word and she's going to describe it anyone out there be smart play along too if you know what it is that she's describing why blurt it out yeah <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if this is too obvious, but it's the um, cat version of canine. Feline. Okay. Ding, ding. Yeah. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> See? Yeah. <laughs> what do I do when I have an itch? Scratch. Yeah. Bing, bing. We're good at this. We should go on TV. Right. <laughs> um, dogs and cats and children play with toys. Oh, this is so easy. This is a result of uh, cat grooming that is unpleasant. Hairballs. <laughs> wow, snap. <laughs> you had me at unpleasant. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do I do with a popsicle? With a popsicle. Lick it? <laughs> she was thinking of something else. <laughs> um, I'm a happy kitty. What do I do? Purr. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, this is going to be really obvious. Uh, where do I go potty? 
Litter box. Yeah, yeah. There should be like one more think or something. Um. Yeah. I can walk. I can trot. I can run. <laughs> Next time I'm going to give the R version. Okay. That was a rated G version, and you guys oh. did great. You How did about great. that? that way too easy. Well, you know, we tried to be nice. Did they come back on the show? We'll give them some, some X-rated movie stars or something, okay. too. <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll pop it up a little bit more. But now we're going to allow Molly to describe these words to Sarah and anyone out there. I hope you're getting these because I tried to make them very easy and comfortable. Okay, I'm a dog and I'm going to run and jump. And, <laughs> and when I do something good, you give me a treat. $20,000 pyramid. Cats actually climb these, but dogs pee on them. Trees. <laughs> <laughs> In addition to food, I should have clean water. And okay, what what when they go to the bathroom and it's number two? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> she knows. <laughs> and you love that dog from head to tail. <laughs> and feline or canine. Okay. One more. That was it. That was it. Great job, guys. I'm telling you, you better think about registering for the $20,000 pyramid. I swear. Didn't they crush that? I just proved right there that you guys are going to win take home some money. What? That was great. I tried to make it That's part of the recruiting effort, so we should get compensated for that. No, I just just have to show them I really did try to make it easy because, trust me, I have harder cards. You know what I mean? But uh, Well, if it wasn't Dogger Cat related, right. if it wasn't, really suck. Oh, I'd have put your thinking caps on for real on that one. But thank you guys for participating on that. We're going to get into, I keep getting my shirt stuck in this thing. We're going to continue and get our conversation on with the beautiful Sarah Law. And you are more than welcome to call in. And we also have Molly still here. Smooth Tim is still sitting here as well. And you're more than welcome. Enjoying the show. I am enjoying I'm it learning well. a lot. And you're more than welcome to call in and ask any of us a question of number to do it on is 214-556-6239. Again, Sarah, I want to welcome you to the Queen Silver Show. Thank you very much. Able to take your puppy from an unruly and misbehaving heathen to a well-behaved and obedient companion with over 20 years experience, numerous agility and obedience titles and championships. She is the owner and trainer at Sarah Law Dog Training LLC from Arlington, Texas. I introduce to you Sarah Law. We just we just running the audience well, down. I'm gonna right wear now. the battery just, down. I mean, I'm, I'm the audience <laughs> down. My bad. <laughs> we just running it down real good. But you know, Sarah, with over 20 years experience, what is it that you love about the cute little puppies and dogs? Well, they are cute, um, but I like working with them because they they're amazing creatures and they don't understand English and we find ways to communicate with them and to train them and um, I just love when the light bulb goes off for them you know when they figure out something new so what's your story what is your story for you becoming a dog trainer well I moved to um, Texas about 23 years ago and um, didn't know very many people moved down here for the job and I had a dog and took her to obedience training you know classes 
and I loved it. We had a ball, and very quickly I wanted to find something, you know, another new activity that mm -hmm. I could do with my dog, and I discovered agility. So we got into agility and um, did that for a little while, and the school where I was training needed an instructor. So I stepped up and started teaching classes and did that for a couple of years, um, continued to compete in agility. And then um, 2001, I started my own agility school. Oh, and right. did that for um, 10 years and taught group classes um, several days a week and continued to compete. And then in um, 2010, um, had some health issues and was no longer able to compete or conduct group classes. Okay. So I um, changed, switched from um, agility into obedience and did some group classes there. Um, I had knee surgery, mm -hmm. and so it uh, became difficult for me to run, and you mm -hmm. need to run in agility. So I continued to teach group classes in obedience, and, and with my experience in agility, I realized how important it is to have a good, solid foundation in training Absolutely. with your dog. And once you have that, you can do anything. So um, I switched over, did some competitive obedience, also did um, family pet training. And so that's really what I do now. Bless your heart. You do have patience, and you do have a passion. You went from one to another to another. She did yeah. not quit and give up. But, you know, tell me something that uh, you wish all dog owners knew. Well, um, I guess the biggest thing is that dogs are not robots and some people that uh, go through training expect their dog to be perfect all the time and um, you know as I said earlier dogs are um, you know they're living beings mm -hmm. and they need motivation to do what we ask them to do um, it's helpful to reward them you know give them some feedback that they've done the right thing um, but they're not robots and they're not going to be perfect all the time. Um, the other thing is that training takes time mm -hmm. and a lot of people don't realize that. They want an instant solution and they want me to come in and wave my magic wand and um, it doesn't work that way. So. Um, Training can accomplish a lot of things. It can build uh, good behaviors. It can develop a good companion. Um, it can eliminate unwanted behaviors, but there is no instant fix. You said something interesting that a lot of people think that it, it, you can go in and do your magic wand and everything is fine. I didn't ask Molly, but I will in a moment. And let me start with you, Sarah. How do you handle someone who's just not satisfied? You know, you came in with their dog the first time and they're like, well, she's still doing it you know six hours later after she just left your office what what do you how do you handle that or what do you say to someone well that's an interesting question um i can um get around um skeptics like that by um, showing them that their dog can do what it is that we're training to do. I can show them the results of the training. Um, I can explain to them that with practice, their dog um, will be able to do what we're training the dog to do, whether it's you know a new behavior or undoing um, an undesirable behavior. Mm -hmm. But um, you know sometimes people are looking for that magic wand and, and they don't want to hear that it's, it's going to take time. Molly, how would you handle that? Someone bring in their cat and they're, they're in the car, they're calling you already like, it didn't work. <laughs> you know. A lot of times I like to relate it to a, a parable or, or a situation they understand like a like a kid. If they have children, say, remember you didn't potty train your child overnight. It took time. Mm -hmm. It took repeated, you know, you, you congratulated them when they told you they had to go and you got to the toilet on time. And, you know, I try to, I try to relate it to something they will understand. 
Okay. Like that. You never have been taken to court or anything about a pet, right? Taken to court? Yeah, no one's never like have tried to to sue you or no, go after no, you because no. they're their cat. You you had them in your care and it just no. You know, there's weird people out here. <clears throat> um, we don't attract those people. <laughs> well, I am glad to hear that. You know, so you passed the test, don't even have to answer that question. But, you know, um, Sarah, why is training important, no matter what age the, um, the dog or puppy is? Well, um, dogs really enjoy a situation where there is structure. Uh, they like routine. And if you um, provide training to your dog, then you you can give your dog that structure and that routine that they need. Um, I don't care if you have a you know 75 pound lab or a five pound chihuahua. If your dog is jumping up on me, that's going to be annoying to me. Mm-hmm. And I feel it's important to train your dog to be a well-behaved companion. So that includes things like you know not jumping up, not getting on the counters, not barking unnecessarily at the doorbell or at the garbage truck. You know when they go down the street mm-hmm. or a motorcycle. And it really doesn't take very much time to train these behaviors. Um, it, it takes as much time to train a good. A, a behavior correctly as it does to, to train it incorrectly. Okay, I had to move him. I kept seeing his head, then one eyeball, then one head. I'm like, you know what, Sarah had two eyes when I walked in here. <laughs> I'm going to have to have him sit back on there. But tell me about Sarah Lowell Dog Training L, uh, Services LLC and tell me what services you offer. Okay. Um, I am a one-person shop, so I am the uh, trainer that you would be dealing with. I offer... You got a lot of hats you wear. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I um, offer in-home private training, so I go to the client's home, um, do a consultation, um, usually at the beginning, to evaluate the situation, to identify the problems or what the training goals are for that particular dog or puppy, um, put together a training program, and then we um, train the dog. So what methods do you use in customizing a training program for uh, someone's pet? Not sure I understand that question. So, so, so if I if I have you come over to my house to to come up with some program for Missy, mm-hmm. how are you gonna? What are you gonna do? What what methods are you looking at checking off to come up with just what's right for her? Well, I'm going to ask you questions about your lifestyle. I'm going to look at the way that your house is set up. Um, if you've got um, a problem with her and she's you know, jumping on the counter and stealing food off the counter, we may have some management um, protocols that we can put in place to help with that. Okay. But it, it helps to you know, see the situation, see the environment. And then as far as the training methods go, um, I use positive reinforcement training only. I don't use punishment at all. So, so you, Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. So we, we would use... We would, identify the behavior that we wanted to train and then um, by using lots of treats and food rewards we would uh, train that behavior. So you're packing when you come in someone's house you're packing them treats. <laughs> you got them right? Got those treats. Have you ever had a home you went into and you were like uh, never mind now you can't use my services call the housekeeper first lady. <laughs> you know then call me. No seriously. Uh, no it's been close but no. Okay okay well I mean seriously I've heard a story of she was a hoarder and no one her family didn't know until she called for help for her dog and the lady was smart and did something about it which saved her life you know what i mean so i mean seriously there could be a home you may go into yeah didn't it, it something that fell it, 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 it was they have these yeah 
uh, little cave, yeah. And apparently, that what yeah, part of the maze collapsed on the dog. I remember oh, no. that story. Absolutely, absolutely. That's how they got in there. And like this person's a hoarder, and you put your dog in jeopardy and yourself. So listen, let me let me ask. Um, do you or have you ever owned a dog, Molly, the Cat Whisper? Mm, I don't think I've ever personally owned a dog. My parents had dogs when I was growing so up. So what don't you like about dogs? What don't I you like about spot, dogs? Yeah. Oh, I love dogs. You love dogs, but you are dogs. for cats. Uh-huh. And, and Sarah, have you ever owned a cat? No, I have not. Would you own a cat? I came close one time. I met a really cool cl- cat that was very dog They are just so cute. I'm telling you. They're little. They can be. They little meow. Is it different meows, by the way? Oh, very much so. Matter of fact, in the wild, they don't meow very much with each other. They kind of develop that language to talk to us. So they actually will develop a frequency that they're hearing from you. And usually a very high frequency. I used to think I could talk to cats um, doing that. Mm -hmm. Honestly, they're different meows. And I have a quick question. We keep going back and forth, but I love it. There's different behaviors in the various breeds of dogs. Yes. Is that also true in cats? No, there are very, very few, relatively few, purebred cats. Because dogs, as you pointed out, or the comedian actually pointed out as we started, dogs were actually domesticated for work. We we have them do things for us, whereas cats don't don't do that. They're they're there. They allow you to live in their home, and typically they want it clean and they want it bigger. <laughs> right. They want to run all this area and that area, but okay. So, so Sarah, do you think that all dog owners, it's, it's like not mandatory, but do you think that they all should kind of consider obedience classes for their dogs? It's never too late. If you if you you've adopted a dog from a shelter and you thinking you know this dog's never had training and this dog has to behave in your home. Right. Um, you're right. It is never too late to train a dog. Um, there are. Are group classes that are available that can um, provide good training, um, but there's also the in-home, you know, private option too. And so then you you really recommend that. I will to cha-ching, hell, call me. I'm going to come into your home and help you out. Let me pause for just one moment to go to the lines and say welcome to the Queen Silly Show. State your name and where you're calling from. Hi, I'm Linda. Hi, Linda. I'm from Surprise, Arizona. How are you today? I'm good. Good. What can I do for you? Good. I just have a question. I have four cats and one dog, a Minton Chihuahua, who is blind from diabetes. Oh. And she's very aggressive with one of my cats. And I don't know why, but I don't know how to stop it either. I don't know which is that going for, either one of you guys. Because you have you have one dog and how many cats? Four. Four. And it's the cat that's aggressive to the dog or the other way around? No, it's the dog because she is, like, real aggressive to him. <laughs> the other, the two girl cats, she's fine. Okay. I the think one boy cat is so-so, but the newest cat I got three months ago, she's very aggressive with him. Mm. And she's not an aggressive dog. She just lost her sister. That's a big June, one. So I don't know if that has something to do with it. Yeah, there's My a lot of change. Died. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Hmm. I think I might suggest. She's uh, never been aggressive. I think I might suggest uh, separating them and keeping the dog away from the cats. Um, because that seems to be where the conflict is. Mm-hmm. And it's the dog that's blind. Is that what you said? 
Yes. So the dog can't see the cat's coming and might be surprised if a cat snuck up on it. And, you know, one way to react to protect himself is to act out. So I might, you know, for the safety of all the animals, I might consider uh, separating the dog from the cats. The other thing, well, too, I is take with her almost smells. everywhere with me. So she's not really with them by herself. When I'm home, and if I have to go in another room, Thor will jump, and she, I don't know if because he's very active and because she can't see. But I do put her in the room when I'm, you know, have to be gone for a while. She's okay, but she'll bark and bark and bark because she still hears them. Wow. I don't know what to do. I don't know either. I don't know if she's angry. He. The dog's angry because of his uh, handicap, maybe. I, I, you're asking the wrong person because I would say, t- you know. <laughs> it's um, interesting, though. Yeah, but it could be smell-related or it could, it could be. Something the has disturbed the, the balance. Yeah. Something happened traumatically to that dog for them to react like that to if only the, males, right? If, if the dog, well, not necessarily, if it, because the cat's new. She said the cat just came ah. in three months ago. Right. So right. if the dog is blind, then the dog is relying very much on scent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. It, it doesn't, it, it probably, are your cats spayed and neutered? Yes, all of my animals Okay, then it, then it really shouldn't have too much to do with, with gender. It's much more probably, I wouldn't know, but from a cat standpoint, if we were talking about all cats, I'd say that, that it's a scent thing because the dog can't see, so it's smelling another being that smells very different and unfamiliar and new okay. and that might, might be scaring it. Okay. So I think, I think Sarah's right. You need, to, you need to separate them and at least maybe do a slow introduction until the dog gets familiar with that cat's scent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's good with the other three. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I would try that. Try that advice, and 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 then if that does not work, log on and find Molly Devos or Sarah. Sarah, you need to look at Sarah Law. She's the dog training uh, expert, and we'll okay. get down to the bottom of that. But that is at least a start on something to think about. And try to separate right. and re-enter. Right, yeah. I hope that did help out some for you. It did. Thank you. Thank you very much for calling in. All right. You guys have a great day. Thank Thanks. you. Thank you, Queen, for letting me know. You're very welcome. Because you know what? <clears throat> Dogs communicate in various ways. Cats, all of us, we all communicate in various ways. When we have a human baby, sometimes, you know, being a parent, you don't get a booklet. You learn on your own. And the same thing is when you have a pet. But when you have a dog or a cat, but, but, but when you have a dog, what is ways that they can communicate with you that they're sick or they're not feeling good? Well, a lot of times their um, symptoms are obvious. Um, you know, they're going to vomit or they're going to have diarrhea. And that is a situation where you want to probably uh, check with a vet, check with your vet on that. Um, Dogs are famous for masking pain. So if they're injured or they're older and they have arthritis, um, you know, some sort of discomfort, you may not see that. Mm-hmm. So you can detect that by changes in their behavior. If they're slower to get up off the bed, you know, off their bed on the floor, or if they no longer, if you allow them to jump on the furniture and they no longer jump up on the furniture, mm-hmm. that might be an indication of some pain or some arthritis, and that would be um, again worth checking into. So you have to really pay attention to um, your pet to know their different things like uh, they're just not eating good. 
Absolutely. They're not drinking any yeah. water. I can't get her to drink water. Different things like that and mm-hmm. take heed of those yes. as warning signs because they can't just stop barking or meowing and just say, look, did you get through my message? <laughs> and, no, seriously. Never and there's have. a lot of times the people find out things too late when they could have done something That's right. to, to make a difference. So that is very important. So share with me. I've just said three. You can pick two. You can pick four. Whatever. I'm leave it on you. But give me some important things that a dog owner should or should not do to their dog. Well, I think um, one thing that owners should should do with their dog is to accept the dog for who they are. Um, not all dogs are social butterflies. Not all dogs should go to the dog park. Not all dogs enjoy going for a walk. Um, if your dog doesn't enjoy it, you shouldn't enforce. It. You shouldn't require the dog to do that. Um, things that you, one thing that you should not do with your dog is to not spend time with it. You know, absolutely spend time with your dog. Um, they requ- dogs require um, similar to what Molly said about the cats is that they require mental stimulation. Mm-hmm. So um, if you're training with your dog or you're playing with your dog or um, there are all kinds of enrichment activities, um, food puzzle toys, um, these are activities that your dog really really needs and um, it helps you build a better relationship with your dog and it can also help um, stem off some behavior issues because if dogs get bored um, sometimes they act out mm-hmm. so I'll say I brought home um, a little puppy dog and I have to keep the puppy in the crate you know uh, like maybe if company come over mm-hmm. or whatever and then the dog whines in the crate mm-hmm. what is the dog saying or what can I do to so we can come to terms together with the whining, so to speak. Okay, when your dog whines in the crate, it means that your dog is not happy being in the crate. Um, it may be not happy being in the crate, but it may be that your dog is unhappy because it can't be with you because you've separated it away from where all the okay. fun stuff is going on. So I would actually address that before you have your friends over and teach the dog that the crate is a, a very happy place to be. It's a safe place. Um, it's a good place where they can hang out. Dogs need to learn to spend time on their own because otherwise they would sit in your lap all day, right? Right. They could. Yes. Um, and so it's a, it's a very healthy um, and positive thing for a dog to learn to, to be able to spend time by itself. And that is important too. It is. Okay. So I, I start with young puppies. Crate training is one of the first things that you specialize is in puppies too, right? Yes. I mean, you have to you start there. Yes. But then sometimes you get those little unruly adult dogs that someone may have adapted, <laughs> and they need to be reprogrammed right. back over again. Right. So tell me this. <clears throat> I'm sorry, go right ahead. You said great training. Yes. And that's always one of the first things I like to work on with my dogs. Mm-hmm. And I, and it, right or wrong, I will not lock and shut the door for the, like a week working with him in and out so mm-hmm. that he becomes comfortable with that. And then maybe mm-hmm. I will leave mm-hmm. and he will be secured in there. But mm-hmm. I think I have created that degree of comfort mm-hmm. with his denning behavior because mm-hmm. I believe that dogs just like the den. They like that surrounded. So if you keep it comfortable at first, it helps make it a lot easier. For me, it has. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. I might step that up a little bit and have the dog be comfortable with the door closed while you're there mm-hmm. so that then when you leave right, for right. the first yeah, time, that too. Yes. that it's not a traumatic event. Mm-hmm. But there are lots of things that you can do to help your dog be comfortable being in the crate. Um, you could feed your dog in the crate. 
you know, eating is a very pleasurable um, activity for most animals. Mm -hmm. And if you pair a pleasurable activity with something that the dog has a little bit of anxiety about or a little bit discomfort, you can change the way they feel about that situation so that it becomes a good thing. Uh, now, in just that little bit of time, I've, I've come up with two more things that I need to know. Uh, first one that I was going to ask is those clothes. Do you agree with the doggy clothes? Do you agree with the doggy swimsuits and the doggy raincoats and the boots and all the doggy clothes? Do, is, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Is that going to make my dog wish... Not my dog. I'm just saying. Is that going to make the dog wish they were a human or something? I mean, what's with all the outfits? <laughs> I think um, it's a personal preference. Um, so it's okay. Well, it depends on the dog. If the dog doesn't enjoy it, I would not force that on the dog. Okay. You know, some dogs enjoy that kind of activity. Okay. Um, a lot don't. <laughs> okay. I, I was wondering. It's like... I'm not going to tell on her. I'm I guess just it depends on what side of the business you're on. If you're yeah. selling the product, it's yeah. a pretty good idea. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, there it is. I put it out there. My daughters, three little little doggies, I swear they have more clothes than me. <laughs> they have their own closets, their own dressers. She she put into her baby them her babies she put really into her babies they have their own stroller mm -hmm. they own everything is that like too obsessive is there such thing as being too obsessive with your pet or is that just like she takes good care of them dogs Seriously, it's, you're not hurting my feelings. No, yeah, speak from what you I know. I swear, We're tell the truth because you're probably going to say clear. something I said. If you could see the expression on my face, um, I I don't really know that I can comment on that. You okay. know, I, I my opinion would be um, that it's all about the dogs, and if the dogs are okay, they with have that, no problem then that's with okay. it. That's what's okay. weird. I'm like, okay, so they maybe, like running around those little tutus. I swear, it's, it's it's amazing. It's amazing, but but. But so that I can get to the questions, I'll, I'll only ask a couple more. And that is because, you know, Missy was at the kennel um, this past trip that we'd done. And coming home, she she was, I thought she was like acting like, all right, quit acting so you can go outside. <laughs> that coughing and come oh, find she had cough. kennel cough. Right. So kind of elaborate a little bit, if you will, on what the kennel cough is and what you can do. Because there is things you can do before you get to the veterinarian. That's you know, correct. that's serious cases and I'm glad that she didn't have to to do that yeah me too um, kennel cough is a virus and it is um, common where dogs gather so um, boarding kennels uh, training facilities uh, dog parks um, dog shows are a big one um, and it spreads pretty much the way a, a cold does for humans and so it's very easy to spread it's very contagious do cats get it they get a version of it not the same strain of virus but yes they get an upper respiratory infection we call it a uri in the shelter hmm. uh, and so treatment would be like home treatment would be for the kennel cough i think i would um I would not try and do that on my own. I would I would visit a vet. Okay, immediately when you hear the coughing and, and to go and do. Okay. Most dogs, if they've been vaccinated for it, what the vaccine does mm -hmm. is lessens the severity and the symptoms. That was obvious. That, that was exactly she had, it. She'd been vaccinated, yeah. so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Okay. But for dogs that have low immunity, um, it, could be a, it could become very serious, mm -hmm. and that's why um, I would... Um, Okay. Yeah, check out so before that. I get into the questions, 
tell everyone how you can be followed on social media as well as contacted for Sarah Lowell's Dog Training, LLC. I'm on Facebook at Sarah Lowell Dog Training, um, and my uh, website is sarahlowelldogtraining.com. Okay. And you also can be found just simply Googling. You girls are amazing, seriously. I give you my favorite word. It's amazing. That is my word. Amazing. And it's super califragilist. Right. You can lie to me and say that word, and I'll cook dinner. (laughs) You know what I mean? You say, girl, you know what? You make the most amazing lasagna. And I'll get in there and poof, pow, flour on me, and I'll go to the store and just heat it up. I cannot cook. I will not lie. I cannot cook. It's good to have a man in the house that can cook, though. I tell you what. How you think I'm surviving right now? <laughs> Shout out, boo-boo. Shout out. <laughs> All right. So so let me give the questions that, that come in for you, Sarah, if I can. Marie from Sylvania, Ohio. Now, Marie is my daughter. That's the little doggy girl that wants a monkey, really. She, 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 she wants. She, if she buys one more dog, <laughs> I don't know. But in any event, I have three dogs. One is the Yorkie Chihuahua mix, a girl. That's Dinah. Pure Yorkie boy, Kingston, and her newest is a pure Yorkie girl, Nellie. The question is, why does the Yorkie boy Kingston always? constantly pumps and humps on his sister even when he's wearing the belly band this dog will not when I visited this was my first time meeting him because she I I live here she's in Ohio but Mm -hmm. the dog will not stop humping the little one the little one's new she's Mm -hmm. she's like what how many months old four maybe but Kingston will go crazy if you're picking up the puppy she will follow you wherever he goes like you're still in his wife and and he will pump pump she has the little belly band things you know i don't know what that for it's like a pamper or something for marking in oh, the house today. yeah and he still wants to hump why is that? Well, humping in dogs is generally not anything um, sexual in nature or reproductive. Um, it's a sign of overstimulation or overarousal. He'll hump your arm. I know. So, uh, the arousal is not necessarily sexual. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Okay. So it's coincidental that it's a It'll stop? Could or be with a male and a Will female. it stop on its own or has you got to do something? I would recommend that you do something. Medicating? Like, <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> like like what? That might be an extreme um, situation. It might be needed, but um, I would have her um, contact her local trainer, hmm. and that could could help her with that um, situation. I, you know, I doubt that it's uh, medication is Cause, required. Because as far as separating them, oh, she does that too. The little one has a playpen, and. And, and no, it doesn't. Um, it's, it's just no, she's need, upset. He is obsessed. You need to get to the root of the behavior with her, and I don't know why. If you separate them, that's only management, and management often fails because the dogs will get together. Somebody forgets. So she needs to go and get both of them into training together, or just get the little pumpomatic into training. 
I think that um, if she contacted a positive trainer in her area, they would come in and evaluate the situation and determine the best way to handle that. Okay. Uh, you know, it's hard for me not seeing, you know, firsthand how the dogs are interacting for me to make a recommendation. But, okay. Um, I think somebody that was able to go in and, and see the situation in person. Well, would be you able would to help have her. to see it to believe it, girl. I'm telling you, I'm not just. <laughs> when the other one goes hiding underneath the ottoman, so right. She's she's you stop pumping me. <laughs> <laughs> not again, you know. It's like really okay continuing on Denise T from Tulsa Oklahoma says my dog sleeps in my bedroom sometimes he sees things that he shouldn't like sex is this good or bad again I think that's personal preference you know if you're not comfortable having the dog in the bedroom find another place <laughs> and when you wake up and he, he's humping your leg you wonder why he's humping your leg look he shouldn't show them how to do it I, I don't think that it um, it bothers the dog one way or the other okay. all right so keep it going Denise from Tulsa you know <laughs> whatever I kind of actually thought that was what's wrong with Kingston like whoever had Kingston they made this dog a freaking nymph or something and he just didn't want to stop pumping I don't know it was crazy <laughs> well you I didn't know the hard questions <laughs> <laughs> so alright Clyde O from Denton Texas says my brown lab has a big passion for chewing my shoes and the chair legs and he has lots of toys and chew bones but won't stop okay my answer to that is to take away the shoes <laughs> that's terrible I mean, it's a very simple solution but take away all this guy's shoes what is he to wear no 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 take away the dog's access to the shoes oh okay. Okay. okay so put them in the closet close the door make sure that the dog has toys chew toys that the dog enjoys maybe so that's it if the if the dog only has fluffy stuffed toys and maybe the dog enjoys a more solid chew toy you know find it find a different type of chew toy is those hard bones good for the dogs? They can be if they're not cooked. If they're cooked, they tend to become brittle and they could damage the dog's inside. So so give it uncooked. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do cats eat do those too? No. As far as, as chew toys, what kind of chew do they have chew toys for cats? Yeah, they do. They don't they don't chew much because cats have they just have like the little fleery things uh, yes, that you play yes, with. Yes, the, yes. The they, they, they'd rather it look like a bird or a mouse or right. something okay. like that. Mm-hmm. All right. Miss mm-hmm. Phillips, Los Angeles, California. My dog is missing out on playtime because I've been in a wheel because I've been wheelchair bound for a couple of months, is there a way I can entertain them inside? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, there are, uh, as I mentioned earlier, there are lots of food puzzle toys that, um, or activities that you can do with your dog um, that don't require a lot of activity, you know, on your part. So food puzzle toys are, um, they're wonderful. They are what they say. Um, they have different compartments, and you put the food in the different compartments, and then the dog has to figure out how to open the compartments to get to the food. So it requires a lot of mental energy um, and a lot of problem solving skills. And I've worked with a woman, um, Linda, um, whose dog um, won't eat out of a food bowl now (laughs) because she has introduced these food puzzle toys and the dog only will eat in a food puzzle toy. Well, I have a neighbor. Shout out to Sandra. She feeds her dog. I don't know what type of dog it is. Maybe it's a situ, but the dog eats out of a plate and a spoon. She spoon feeds the dog like 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 there's a paper plate and the food is on the paper plate and she spoon feeds and he sits there just as cute and just eats the food. Now is that excessive? Is that cool? Is that right or 
tell me is she crazy no I'm just kidding <laughs> um, if she has the time to do that I but really she, feed, she um, feeds him that way <laughs> well actually um, that could be a problem because if she's not able to do that is the dog able to eat on its own right you know, that's what she, I wonder if she went on vacation and had to leave the dog with a friend or in a boarding kennel I don't know that anybody else is going to sit there and right. feed the dog by hand so I might suggest that she that dog find can another become way. programmed just like that. that. Yeah. That's the only way he knows how to eat is you. Yeah, sometimes do. So it really? can be just like a lab rat. You can you can. That can be a problem if anybody else has to care for yeah, the dog. Up. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. But there's a lot of pet lovers, pet owners. What was the good word? Pet guardian, pet parent. What's what's the right term to call? Like, what am I? I I own a I own a female boxer. Am I a pet parent? Pet. I like guardian. Guardian. I like guardian because it instills a sense of responsibility. Too. Okay. Yes. What's the political correct term? Guardian. 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 <laughs> I, agree. I agree. Okay. All right. Well, that was pretty interesting, there, girls. I appreciate that very much. Isn't I hope that interesting. That was that very much, and it doesn't stop here because you can simply Google. Uh, Sarah Lowell and Molly divorce and find them and I, I recommend it especially one moment I'm talking just one minute let me finish one moment that's how we have let me to cut your mic hang on street. where's your mic at let me turn this down if, if you are in the Dallas Fort Worth Texas area I'm sorry smooth if you're in the Dallas Fort Worth Texas area I really recommend that you look up these two beautiful queens because they know what they're talking about and if you don't think that it's not important then listen you, you should be convinced right now to go out and adopt a pet first of all and if you don't want to go out and adopt a pet and you already have a pet, then you should go out and be buying a, a toy, a snack. You should be learning command words. Is it true, by the way, when you get a dog that you should name your dog a one-syllable word? Is it two-syllable words? What is it, Smooth? Is, is you your, should learn your com- it? No, your command should be one syllable. Your name could be two syllables or more yeah, to is help that, them that, differentiate. That's true? Like, right? Missy. And so that the command words stop, don't sit, sit is different than the name. Is that is that is that true? Oh, I don't know that that's important. I agree that the command should probably be one syllable because it's easier for the dog to, to hear, to recognize, and to understand. What about for cats? Um, uh, I would agree. Same thing that that it differentiates from the name. But but Tabasco, right? Tabasco, because he's spicy red. <laughs> <laughs> but hand signals too. So when you're when you're teaching. Verbal, you know, like Tabasco, I do sit and sit up, and he knows to sit up, and I can do it with just hand signals. Uh, right, we can do that with our dog. Yeah, she is so smart. You would love Missy. Got, <coughs> I, uh, my quick question was: Could you? Uh, are there two or three non-verbal communicates between a dog that the, and their owner and/or that you could say as maybe I'm laying down with my back towards you for a certain? The little non-verbal Oh, you mean things. body language? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, there Maybe can two be. or three of them. There can be. Um, I, I, in that example, um, probably the dog is comfortable lying on their side and they happen to have their back turned to you. I don't think that it's a sign of anger or resentment Mm-mm. or no, no, um, no. You know, anything like that. But mm-hmm. you can tell um, what mood your dog is typically by looking at their body language. Um, some signals are a little bit confusing, um, so you have to take it into context. So, for instance, um, a dog that's wagging its tail isn't always friendly. Um, but if you look at the set of the ears and the way that the mouth, you know, the, the way that the mouth is held, the 
eyes. Uh, you can put the whole picture together and determine what the you know the attitude of the dog is. You know, I think maybe I'm gonna go. Well, see, see, I I, I should have went past marriages, three marriages, smooth as my fourth marriage, and it is the best ever. But thinking oh, you back, get a treat when we get home. Yes, yes, and you do too. <laughs> I'm taking you get some ice cream as soon as we leave here, smooth. <laughs> but you know what I've learned now is that I should have studied and became certified cat and dog specialist, and that I knew how to treat and how to love the the other half of you and not only that probably dogs because this is my first dog as a grown woman this is my first time having a dog and I have five brothers who have always brought in what they call mutts is it a such thing as a mutt but I've never got a chance to get close and know them that's that's their thing so I've got my eyes open to such greatness by um, having my own uh, therapist because that's what she is yeah she's, she's my little therapist and uh, so so you know it's been great it has actually been an enlightening terrific Tuesday here on the Queen Silly Show Molly I thank you so much for being here on the show I hope you girls enjoyed yourselves and maybe we can come back again this time I'll bring Missy and she'll play she'll play for you she'll <laughs> she's she's just an actress she really is an actress she know how to use smooth real good yeah, she's got me under her paw yes indeed I just sit back and be like I knew it but it is what it is and I thank you ladies for being here on the show if you are a talent out there and you'd love to be on the Queen Silver Show you can hit me up at queensilviacomic.com you can also follow me on my webpage www.queensilviacomedy.com you can also find me on Facebook and Instagram under Sylvie Starks or Queen Sylvie and you can follow me Tim McGiffin on Tumblr Instagram Twitter all those goodies you follow us and if you would like to be a show as the Queen said get all of us queensilvie at comic.com drop us a line <laughs> and let us know we'll get you out there you see there he's doing it to me right now you don't yeah. know it but he's like yeah <laughs> and we're gonna get here now I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you two ice cream cones cause you just be so smooth that Thank is you, just that Thank is you. he sounds so sexy and smooth on a girl and I like it very much so I want you to know that this is the Queen Silver Show side now we have a great show lineup for next week in studio hip hop male and female artists log on we'll, we'll have the flyer drop out tomorrow so you'll see whom that might be hmm alright well then I guess until next week are you going out week, with anyone yeah let's get out of here with the uh, black eyed peas where is the love who who is it again the black eyed peas where is the love <laughs> I'm sorry I didn't hear that was no, I'm just, uh, you're just playing with me I'm just playing I'm okay. just playing Queen Silly Show here oh you know what I did not do birthdays and I don't oh know. my goodness you got time did you I don't know who who it was <laughs> birthday it is today but if it is your birthday today hit it smooth happy, happy birthday, birthday to you <coughs> go on and enjoy your day you better believe it T don't take it personal till tomorrow but it is also someone's anniversary yes it smooth. is oh we can't forget that no for anyone whose anniversary is out there today hit it Happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary. Whatever. Enjoy yourself <laughs> yes, until next week. We'll holler. I'm out of here. <laughs>